Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Georgia's Republican battle for governor between incumbent Brian Kemp and David Perdue headed for the finish line Monday with an emerging proxy battle between Donald Trump and his former running mate that played out in Atlanta's northern suburbs. So reads the lead from Greg Bluestein's coverage for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution about Election Day in Georgia. He literally wrote the book. On politics in the Peach State, the book is titled Flipped, How Georgia Turned Purple and Broke the Monopoly on Republican Power. This is Greg Bluestein. Hey, Greg, big day in your state. What most interests you? In other words, it seems like the Republican nomination for governor is a foregone conclusion. What's the big mystery that you wish you could look into the crystal ball and know the answer to? Yeah, I mean, look, I still want to see what margin of victory Brian Kemp wins by because it'll be a, make a big difference as to whether or not he has like the Republican mandate, right? The uh, you know he has he has a sweeping Republican support, or if it's closer to the fifty percent mark, it'd still be a huge victory for him, um, but not quite the uh, you know the resounding victory that we think he is in line for. But to me, the biggest question and the most interesting and maybe the biggest surprise has been Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. He, of course, was on the receiving end of that infamous Trump phone call where he was pushed to find enough election uh, votes to uh, to overturn Trump's defeat back in 2020. Um, you know, a year ago, many people, including me, counted him out. I mean, just thought he wouldn't even qualify, let alone have a shot at, uh, at winning the nomination. But his race looks at the very least to go to a runoff, and he has an outside shot and an outright victory over Congressman Jody Hines. So that was, that's going to be the race I'll be most closely watching other than the top of the ticket. Okay, so I want to ask you a question about your state that I was asked about mine a week ago today because Pennsylvania was, was in the eye of the storm, and people wanted to know whether the election returns were necessarily a rebuke of Donald Trump. And I know and you know that the debate tonight on the cable outlets is going to be how big of a setback is it that Kemp defeats Purdue if it goes according to plan. Do you see this as a referendum on Donald Trump? I will tell you, Greg, in advance that my answer is no with regard to my state. I said there is a Trump factor, but I really believe all politics are local. How about you? Yeah, it's not exactly. It's a little fudge. It's a little gray area around this because some Trump-endorsed candidates were going to win, you know, not just the safe ones. He's endorsed a bunch of safe congressmen. Um, but, you know, some other Trump-endorsed candidates are going to win as well. Some of them will not win. Um, but look, I mean, the situation in Georgia can be looked at as an anomaly. A lot of people, including including me, will say this could be a blueprint of, of how a you know, someone on Trump's bad side can win in a Republican state, yada, yada, yada. And that is true. But Governor, there's not too many Governor Brian Kemp's around, right? There's not too many uh, incumbent Republicans on Trump's bad side who have a very conservative record 
and um, and and you can bring them up at every stop. I mean, other other than refusing Donald Trump's attempts to overturn the election, there's not much that Brian Kemp has done that has ticked off the GOP base. I mean, just in the past few weeks, he signed laws that roll back gun restrictions, cut taxes, um, bring conservative policies um, to to school boards of education and into school K through 12 schools, give teachers pay raises, um, you know, given the state police basically more power to investigate election fraud charges in Georgia, all these things play directly to the GOP base. It makes it a lot, a lot harder for a Donald Trump back candidate to say that he's some rhino. And Kemp has refused to say negative things about Donald Trump. Trump has not reciprocated, but within the last 24 hours, Kemp has again made it clear that they have disagreements, but he liked the policies of Donald Trump, and he's not going to speak ill of the 45th president. You're exactly right. If there's one question he is most primed for, it's that one. It's how do you feel right. Donald Trump? Um, and because we, he knows and we all know that Donald Trump's not going to wake up on Wednesday and see this victory from Kemp and, and say, oh, I, never mind, I really like that guy. No, he's going to continue to to berate and to, and to uh, you know, insult and, and try to degrade uh, Brian Kemp. He's even said that he'd rather see Stacey Abrams as governor than Brian Kemp. So we have no idea, you know, what that effect will be in the general election. But we know that Brian Kemp can't afford to lose too many MAGA voters. He can't afford, afford to lose many of the Trump loyalists. And so he has to walk that very fine line of of not saying anything bad about the president, kind of taking his 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 attacks. Um, Chris Christie was in town, the former New, York, New Jersey governor, and he just said, I'm just amazed. And how he hasn't swiped back, how, how, how Brian Kemp has, kind of, you know, has been called every name in the book by the former president and has kind of bit his tongue because he knows his path to victory, his only way of re- winning re-election is keeping those Trump boulders in his fold in November. Don't you think that for Pence and Christie and some others, this is an easy one? to be on the opposite side of Donald Trump. In other words, like Pence coming in in the final 24 hours is really spiking the football, given the the poll results. Notice he didn't come into Pennsylvania for Oz or for McCormick. How, how do you read that? Yeah, I mean, first, this is a bigger deal for Pence than for, for Kemp, right? I mean, Governor Kemp doesn't need Pence. Um, right. And, and it's not like Mike Pence has this huge following in Georgia. I mean, right, he's, he's not, he doesn't rival Donald Trump with, with that sort of faction of the GOP by any means. Um, but for, for Pence, this is a major move because it really does. It's the most significant split between him and Donald Trump. Um, I think, you know, since the 2020 election, for sure, at least in terms of political terms, in terms of, of, of setting up the sort of emerging proxy war and, and, and maybe setting the stage for 2024. Um, for Kip, it's just a number of, I don't know if you call them establishment Republicans or old guard Republicans or just Trump critics. Um, who have who have rallied to his campaign because you had Doug Ducey of Arizona, you had Chris Christie of New Jersey, George W. Bush gave to his campaign. There'll be others when the uh, when the financials are out. So a lot of people who are on uh, who aren't fans of, of Donald Trump have rallied behind Brian Kemp. And to me, it's really interesting because um, I would never. Have, I mean, we can say this for a lot, but I would never have guessed this four years ago because Donald Donald Trump backed Kemp, of course, and back then he was this anti-establishment insurgent challenger. And now he's the, the, the hero of so many establishment-oriented Republicans. If you just read the headlines from afar, you might think that Stacey Abrams hates Georgia and that because of that, Purdue says she's against black people. Each, I'll play the audio when our time is, is finished, but you know the issues. Each is a little more nuanced than that. 
Oh, for sure. And look, there's no doubt that Stacey Abrams blundered there. And what she said was, um, she usually talks about how Georgia needs to improve on so many different levels, including incarceration rates and maternal mortality rates and, and problems with this mental health system. Um, and in this, this frame of, in, in this telling of that narrative, she said Georgia is the worst state in the nation. Um, some variation of that. And that clip was immediately taken by, by her enemies, by her political rivals, um, to say, hey, if, if she doesn't like it here, why, why is she running for governor? And, of course, she went on to give more uh, explanation of why she said what she said. Uh, but, but this came up in 2018 um, where Stacey Abrams um, you know, was on the campaign trail and made statements that were pretty, you know, that if you cut them out the right way, would be used to weaponize against her. And even as she said them, she clarified, she expanded, right? But it didn't matter because Brian Kemp at the time had that clip. And I remember being on the campaign trail and everywhere I went, um, he, was, he was talking about how she mispronounced the name of a Georgia county or um, she questioned whether or not, uh, you know, people should work in the tourism and agriculture industry. And of course, she said a lot more than that. But but Republicans were affected, were, were able to effectively weaponize those remarks. The turnout in the election thus far, you, you know that many are taking a look at the data, which is way the heck up in comparison with the midterm in 2018 and saying, I guess that the new Georgia voter rules laws didn't have the impact that many people feared they would have. What's your take? Yeah, well, it's very nuanced again. Um, and one of the things we're seeing right now is that um, Republicans are, are looking like they're migrating from mail-in voting to in-person voting. So that accounts for some of the surge we're seeing. Um, the, the new Georgia voting laws uh, predominantly affect mail-in ballots, not not in-person. And that's where we're seeing the surges in-person. So we'll have to see how the data shake, shake out um, as, as it comes in tonight and beyond when we see um, all the mail-in ballots. But, but we have to remember that most of the voting changes involve mail-in ballots, involve uh, voter ID, photo ID for mail-in ballots, tighter windows in which to request ballot absentee forms, and, and other changes. Um, but we are seeing a surge in Republican enthusiasm. That might be because um, there's better races at the top of the circuit. Stacey Abrams, Raphael Warnock, um, either don't face a com- competitor or don't have a viable o- opponent, whereas the Kemp-Purdue feud and the Herschel-Walker versus everyone um, race for the U.S. Senate, that's attracting a lot of attention. What's also happening is that a significant number of Democrats in Georgia have crossed over and voted Republican, and that can happen in states like Georgia. About 8% of Georgia GOP primary voters polled the Democratic ballot in um, in 2020, and by ca- campaign estimates, it looks like about – you know, 40,000, high 30,000 number of voters who are, who are expected to vote Democratic in November have voted in the Republican primary um, these past few weeks. So it'd be really interesting to see how that affects. Are they, Greg, are they, are they, are they, are they looking to make mischief? Are they pulling a, a Josh Shapiro from Pennsylvania by trying to select who the opponent would be that they most want to face? I guess we really don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard. Anecdotal, anecdotally, I've talked to a number of them and some of my colleagues, and I haven't found a single one of them who says they're voting for David Perdue. And that, that would be the sort of strategic vote, right? You want to vote for David Perdue because right. yes. he could be better uh, matchup for, for Democrats against Stacey Abrams. Um, but I think I, for, from the voters we've talked to, it's a more of a rejection of anyone with Trump's brand. 
So they're voting against David Perdue. They're voting against some of Donald Trump's um, down-ballot endorsements. Um, and they might be voting against Herschel Walker as well for the, US, for the U.S. Senate race. Some of them said they were. Some of them said they weren't. But, but almost to a person, they said flat out they're voting against David Perdue. Um, finally, for Greg Bluestein. by the way, the book is called Flipped, How Georgia Turned Purple and Broke the Monopoly on Republican Power. I think your state, Georgia, the peach state, is going to be the most exciting state in the nation in November. Mine will be exciting, but not as exciting as yours, because four truly nationally household names, it looks like, Kemp and Stacey Abrams, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock are going to be competing. And and at this stage, from a thousand miles away, I would say you could flip a coin. Am I misreading it? I think you're reading it accurately, perfectly. I mean, we're going to give your state Pennsylvania a run for its money because we'll both be in the spotlight um, through November. But you're right. I mean, right now, polls show Republicans um, with a uh, with a decent lead. Um, in some of these races, at least. But we have to remember, Democrats haven't started spending money yet. I mean, in a, in a major way. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of treading water when it comes to spending money. But, uh, you know, as, as one Republican operative just said, it told me about um, Raphael Warnock's campaign, the Death Star is coming. You know, they know that, that Raphael Warnock has a tremendous amount of resources, and they're about to unload, and him and his allies are about to unload on Herschel Walker. So we'll see how that affects the overall dynamics of this race. Enjoy today, enjoy tonight, and thank you so much. I know how in demand you are today, and we're really, really privileged to have had Greg Bluestein here on Election Day in Georgia. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, Greg, thanks for all that. Uh, what a great primer, primer, I never know. What a great briefing. Tutorial. Right. We just had in terms of what's going on in Georgia. And with no disrespect to the other 48 states in the country, I, I mean, honestly, Georgia's going to be even more exciting than Pennsylvania. Because I do believe that our gubernatorial race will be a foregone conclusion, but one never knows. But come on, in what other state in the country are we going to have not one but two races and all four individuals will be somewhat known to people like those who listen to an outlet like POTUS? You know Stacey Abrams, you know Brian Kemp, you know Raphael Warnock, and you know Herschel Walker. And you can flip a coin. At this stage, in terms of the outcome of those two races, this is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. All right. I said that I would roll the audio from both Purdue and from Abrams. I want to see what you make of this. As I said to Greg Bluestein, if you read the headlines, you would think that Stacey Abrams hates Georgia and that because of that, Purdue said she's against black people. Here's Stacey Abrams. I'm ready to go because I know that we have to have a conversation I hope you can hear that. I, they played it for me on CNN yesterday when the story first broke. I, I couldn't understand it. I'm tired of hearing about how we're the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. Let me contextualize. When you're number 48 for mental health, when you're number one for maternal mortality, when you have an incarceration rate that is on the rise and wages are on the decline, then you are not the number one place to live. Uh Greg said that he thought it was a graph, a, a gaffe, that he, he thought that, that she had, what, what was the word that he used? It made a mistake. In other but words, he that, said that was something. something but he, his, he knows how she is on the campaign trail. Right. So what he's saying is this is something she says all the time, that where, you know, these are the issues that Georgia has. And I think that's what she was trying to say. I think what he said that she had not said before was the worst state. And of course, just that clip was what was discussed anybody, and played over okay, and over again. But anybody who listens to the of full course. paragraph totally gets what she's saying. Totally gets what she's saying. I mean, are they running it on a loop on Fox? They are. Truly, they have for the last 24 hours. Um, okay, now let's now let's go to David Perdue. Did y'all see what Stacy said this weekend? Said that Georgia is the worst place in the country to live. Okay, hey, now, hold she, on a second. Hold on a second. So far, he's talking about the clip I just played for you. Okay, Th that's what. But he's going to shift here in a moment. 
Hey, she ain't from here. Let her go back where she came from. She doesn't like it here. Stop right there. Stop right there. I mean, when, when you say let her go back to where she came from, what exactly does that mean? Born in Wisconsin, maybe? Do you, rem- you, you remember uh, Governor Allen? Hello, Makaka. Right. Welcome to yeah. Virginia. Yeah, that's you know, not good. That, not that's good. like a really loud dog whistle. It's a problem. Okay, now, now he's going to shift. The only thing she wants is to be president of the United States. She doesn't care about the people of Georgia. That's clear. You know, when we saw in 18 what she did and what she said, oh, we're going to have a blue wave, we're going to do it with documented and undocumented workers. You know, I don't think a lot of people in Georgia understood that when she told black farmers, you don't need to be on the farm, and she told black workers in hospitality and all this, you don't need to be, she is demeaning her own race when it comes to that. I am really over this. She should never be considered for material for a government. She's talking now, not what she said in the clip that I played for you, but something she said previously. Does it matter? How do you evaluate what you just heard from Purdue and Abrams? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. In Atlanta, Georgia, this is Jim. Jim, it's election day for you. Talk to me from the ground. Hey, this is Jim in Georgia. Uh, I voted for Trump, but I'd never vote for him again. I voted for Kemp. I don't think what Purdue said was racist. I think that's a strong word that's way overused. Uh, and Stacey Abrams is a smart, intelligent lady, but she gets so excited. She says 
gets off script and says things that the Republicans can use against her. So that's what that's Jim in a nutshell. In other words, maybe maybe it was a political mistake. But but frankly, when you break down what she said, there's nothing problematic about it. Correct. I agree with that. You just you know, you just know you're going to end up or you should know you're going to end up in in somebody's uh, soundbite. Rob, you're driving through Oklahoma. Greetings. What are you thinking? Michael, you're a little behind the times. Because? Um, well, with the talking heads, the issues that are affecting us now, uh, are abortion, gun control, uh, I think it's, politics has become more national. You've got PACs that go into states all over the country. Um, we've made everything critical for the nation. And it's not just local politics anymore. Well, I think those are fair points. And I think that the parties have been supplanted by talking heads. The most yes, important, the most, the most important Republican, I'm doing the finger thing here, official is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson yep. is the most important political figure on the Republican side of the aisle in the uh, in the country. Let's not lose sight of this, though. Uh, on a good night, CNN has a million people watching. Fox News has three million people watching in really round numbers. This is a country of how many how many are in the country today? Are we 300 million at this stage today? I mean, it's 300, a f- 313. 30. OK, 13. Good for you. Nice poll. So very very few people are actually watching the sort of thing that I'm fixated with and spend so much time dissecting and so forth. Now, I'll say this, the kind of people who are watching the cable outlets or listen to a program like mine, they're voting like you. You're, you know, Oklahoma, you're going to go out and vote, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. So we have outsized influence because a lot of people are just sitting out everything these days. But your, your points are, you know, your points are well taken. We've nationalized a lot. I still think, though, in the end, in the end, politics is more local in a race like we're seeing today than it is national. I, I don't think yep. people are going to go out and, and say, well, Trump said this, so I'm going to do that, whatever that might be. Take a look at what the Republican Party is doing in these states. In local elections, they are trying to turn it into something run by the national party. Well, okay, now I'm going to now I'm going to make your point. I'm going to make your point. And by the way, thank you, Rob. I appreciate it very much. Love Oklahoma. Love being in Oklahoma three years ago. Um, I'm going to make Rob's point by saying that the school board for the K through 12 public school system where I was educated has become completely politicized. And if you are a reader of Smirconish.com, the daily newsletter, you saw stories posted recently. The most recent was within the last five days about how there's now a, a battle over librarians picking books. Like This is not the sort of debate. There's Republican control of the school board. And some of the people who got elected are, are sort of hell bent on these kind of CRT ish issues, making mountains out of molehills and creating out of whole cloth disputes that heretofore didn't exist. Now, that is a very good example of how the poison of the national conversation has seeped into a school district where otherwise those sort of things would not come up. Um, What is with my obsession 
with Thomas Friedman. Ed, what makes you think that I am obsessed, your word, with Thomas Friedman? Yeah, so every time I listen to you, it, it, your voice gets a little higher. I can see you <laughs> smiling. I almost feel like your heart is pitter-pattering a little bit. So I speak for the audience, and we're curious. Is this a bromance, an infatuation? Are you going to leave your family for him? What's, what's the deal, Michael? It's funny that you would say that. I mean, tr- truly, TC, do you, do you get that from me, that I'm... I'm infatuated with Friedman I'm I'm I like I like Ed's description but I would not have said <laughs> that about like I I think that you there are certain people that you feel that like way about. who give me another one like you know come S- on SP that's not fair <laughs> we're no longer an item you're not no tragic no, tragic no, I've taken up with Thomas Friedman now haven't oh, you noticed okay. I, well, according to Ed in well, Delaware now that, County now that Ed points it out but you know what? When you stop flirting, when you stop flirting with him is when we need to worry. I think I think Thomas Friedman is a really smart guy. Uh, he writes. I mean, there are a lot of columns that are just wallpaper. They get filed for the sake of being filed because somebody's on the hook for a column a week or two columns a week. When he writes things, I I take notice. Even if I don't agree with it, I want to know what he's saying. Peggy Noonan is the same way. Like Peggy Noonan in The Wall Street Journal. I want to read what Peggy is saying. Your voice just lowered when you talked about Peggy compared to <laughs> By how many decibels? Eh, like three or four. Yeah, that's funny. All right, I'll be mindful of it now, and I, I will try and uh, I will try and rein in my my clear affinity for Thomas Friedman. Don't rein it in. Hey, I could do a lot worse, couldn't I? The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm what you might call very good at hide and seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.